Hi, and welcome to Meet My Followers, episode number eight. Today's date is August 16th, 2010. My guest today is Owen J.J. Stone at Odocta. Thanks again to this show's sponsor, 140. One feature that I really like about 140.com is the ability to create toolkits. I've talked about it before, and I absolutely believe that it is one of the best features on the site. These are uh, like how-to guides created by 140 community members so you can see how other tweeters are getting the most out of the apps on 140. Amazing things are happening on Twitter, and the right app is the engine that drives that potential, and I encourage you to check out a couple of toolkits over at 140.com. Every character counts. Do more with 140. Well, I'd like to welcome to the show Owen J.J. Stone, O Doctor. He has saved my ass because he decided to jump on last minute on Skype here, and it's just, you know, huge thank you to you, Owen. Thank you for coming on the show. No problem. Thanks for having me, even though you're ruining my HBO Sunday night. Oh, dude, I'm so... Oh, that's that's a bad form. It's, I know. It's horrible. It's horrible. Entourage is coming up. We, we're sitting here. That's the love and dedication I have for you. Oh, well, Cutting I, into my Sunday night show HBO time. Well, Evil man. I am, I am a horrible, horrible individual in that respect, but uh, it does mean a lot to me that you would make the time. Obviously, I know who you are, but why don't you introduce yourself to the uh, listeners of the show? Um, I am bald, black, and most likely wearing a jersey. That's what's on the back of my business card. Uh, I am the number one advisor on the internet. I am a friend to most and enemy to few. Uh, consultant, advisor, family man, dad, friend, regular person, all that good stuff. So I do tons of stuff. It's actually amusing. I listened to Sam on your show, and uh, he didn't know how to describe me. And then I had another friend on a, another show say the exact same thing. I really don't know what Owen how to say what Owen is, but he just does a lot of stuff and blah, blah, blah. So um, anybody who wants to figure out what I do, they can find me on the Internet. I'm all over it. So That is totally true, right? I mean, you are just doing so many different things, and that's why it's really interesting to see kind of who you interact with and, and you know, kind of what you're doing out there. Um, you know, one of the things that you've recently done that has received a lot of attention was this spoof on the Old Spice campaign. Can you talk about kind of how that, you know, started and, and why you decided that it would be a great idea for you to shoot a spoof on that? Um, well, you know, everybody loves the Old Spice commercials regardless of how you feel about the product. They're funny. They were um, captivating. I was hanging out with a chick when it first launched, like back in February, and we're like, wow, this is funny. We round it, watched it a couple times. Then when he started doing his... um. YouTube videos at some point uh, I don't know if you know this but 90% of men on the face of the earth don't look like Mustafa and I can only hear so much of your man doesn't look like me so your man's a bitch uh, over and over and over again and I'm like really like okay so you're gonna make me go buy your soap by making me feel bad about myself sitting on the couch watching your commercial which is where you put it which is where my view space is which is what I do every day so I got annoyed and I said, I should make a spoof for this. I went to bed. I woke up the next day, went to my bathroom for two minutes. I made the video. I posted it. Some people liked it. Some people. I, I mean, it, how many views has it got now? Last count I saw was like over 200,000 was, and that was weeks ago. Yeah, it's, it's actually only at 200,000. Okay. There, there were so many spoofs that came out the day after mine. Like I had a big uptake the first day. Like I had like either 50 or 100,000 the first day by the next day. 
they were thousands of spoofs online. So okay. um, it was myself and this uh, that college spoof with the library. Mm-hmm. And they paid for promotion, so they hit a million views. They had their stuff promoted on YouTube's front page and on the sidebar, so they hit a million views. Everybody else after me uh, is like in the 30s or 50s, but I only hit like 200,000 because there were so many flooding the internet the next day. So, Well, you started uh, that, right? I mean, you pointed out a huge market opportunity, and if somebody has to uh, yeah. buy their way to a million views, that shows that, that you were there first and that you were spot yeah. on. Yeah, well, I got, it got me on um, CBS. Katie Kirk said she liked my keg. Um, it was an adage, covered it. Tons of other blogs and, and bloggers talked about it uh, this week in tech. Um, a, lot, a lot of people talked about it and brought me up and shared my video and stuff like that. So the number really doesn't matter. I'm not one of those people. Um, I actually don't want to be known as the Old Spice Dove Dude, which a lot of people that don't really know me are saying. So I'm actually happy that it's not millions and millions of views. Sure. Because who wants to be typecast as an overweight guy in a pink bathroom? Yeah, that, that's that's a lot of truth, and that isn't encompassing everything that you do, right? I mean, you do a yeah. lot of stuff online. I mean, you know, yeah. my one of my favorite times where I've seen you guest on a show was recently on uh, NSFW, where you guys decided to play the, the uh, spoof of a very well-known television show, and it was just a lot of fun, right? That's you know, you yeah. and Brian Brushwood and. The rest of the crew yeah. there just just having a good time. I mean, it, it, that to me is more in line with who you are than the old spice dub guy, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so why don't you talk to me a little bit about odocta.com? Uh, so odocta.com is something that I've been doing for two years now. Actually, I took some time off, revamped it. Um, as I was talking about earlier, um, off the mic. Uh, I was doing five shows, then I cut it down now to three. So basically, uh, what I do is on Mondays, I tell you what's wrong with yourself and how to fix it or something about life. On Wednesdays, I do a live uh, Q&A show. People will send in questions, and uh, we answer them live. And on Fridays, I do somewhat similar to what you're doing. I do a Friend Up Friday with friends of mine. I do interviews with them, more profile-type things instead of the whole tech business what is your job what company are you working for it's more like uh what's your favorite food do you ever get in a fight you know what was your first date you know just profile things on um my friends on the internet and uh that's what odocta.com's about uh, it's a, yeah and it's a great it's a great fun kind of you know few minutes when when you jump on uh you know for the the recorded stuff which I enjoy, and I laugh a lot, right? I mean, I'm really interested to see where your current series about, you know, uh, I believe it's uh, growing into being a man. Yeah, stuff about men. Stuff about men. There you go. Uh, so that's me not doing any research before the interview, which is awesome. Uh, it happens. So, you know what? It just, it's, I'm very interested to see where else you go with this because your first yeah. point is so salient and so smart because it's true, right? If you can sit there and if you can get in touch with the, the you know, inner child of yourself and your partner can be cool with that all the better it's just a great way to you know kind of hang out and have a great relationship in my eyes yeah um as again we were talking about offline i actually just um a lot of people actually emailed me and told me how they liked that whole start to that series so then i started thinking oh i should just throw some in a can and pre-record a whole bunch of them so i got stuff about women coming stuff about kids forgiveness how to save the world i'm gonna just do a series of set things and then progress them so that way I can get ahead of the curve and give myself some free times on the weekend for these uh, Monday videos. But uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it, and 
obviously uh it's about to be monday so my new the new one will be up for you uh, in a couple hours i'm i am very excited about that so one of the things that you've said that you do is, is you do consult and you do advise companies for you know all, all, i would guess all kinds of different things but it seems to me like some of the more interactive things that you're doing are you know consulting for social media am i correct in that yeah you're correct in that it's the whole internet blah, blah, blah game. Sure. Uh, I used to do web design for a really long time. And then obviously once the social scape started coming into play, um, jumped on that. Uh, the company is uh, Inquiring Minds Media, IQMZ. I work with uh, Kayam Wakil. I am Kayam on Twitter. And basically we're doing the whole campaign strategy structure. Um, basically from start to finish, it's projects I like to work on. Right now we, we actually turn down a lot of work because we're looking for quality projects and not quantity. Um, since we're not broke, we don't have to take everything that comes across the plate. But um, uh, we're a company that doesn't want to sit around and tweet for other companies or brands. Sure. Uh, we believe more in giving them a structure and a strategy and training someone within the company mm -hmm. to do it so they actually have a voice. Um, a lot of these social media companies, even the bigger ones, even run by people I love, have people sitting around like cheeky little monkeys tweeting all day, and that is not what I'm about doing. Yeah, you're much more in the coach, mentor, advisor yes. kind of mindset, yeah. which is, I think, the way that it has to be done long-term for companies. And that's why it, I love watching what you're doing, because I know that you've got great tidbits of information that you've learned along the way or you've gained. And so if I can steal those from you, I will, and I have in the past and probably will do so in the future. Yeah, I was actually hanging out with Chris Brogan yesterday, and I was telling him, People are like, oh, why don't you blog? You have stuff to share and blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, you know what? At some point, I mean, not to call myself as smart as Chris Brogan, first and foremost. But at some point in this space, people say so much of the same thing. And I'm busy working and spending time with my daughter. I don't have time to blog for people and tell them how to tweet and all that kind of stuff. So every time somebody asks me for something, I'm like, go read Chris Brogan's blog. Go read Seth Godin. Go read. You know, there's like five people that already have written everything and they continue to write you don't need me to do it i mean i could do it and show how smart i am but again i'm not hungry for work and i'm picking projects that i want so i just stopped blogging and sharing all together obviously like you and i have had conversations and you ask me a question i ask you a question you know we've talked about a lot of things back and forth um and i, I pick stuff up from you from moving from company to this company and transition and why to transition so i do more of that uh if someone asks me i never shy away from a question uh, especially now to have my live Q&A, people, if they want a business question, they can ask me there. Otherwise, I, I've cut out even blogging to give away free information. People are like, oh, you don't want to share. I'm like, it's not that. It's just the information's out there. People are just too lazy to go look for it. Well, it's just with you, it's really interesting because I think that you're one of these people who you know where all the information is, right? And people want the shortcut of not having to go and find that information. They just want to work with you because you have that in your head already. Yeah, uh, and I think that that's you know yeah that's uh, it can be somebody's laziness, but I also think that people are looking for kind of your spin on their company. Uh, oh, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about clients. I'm talking sure. about like the average man, like you know the regular run of yeah. the mill. I just got into this. How do I do it? You know how Gary Vee has asked the same question a thousand times. Yep. You know, like people, those people that don't even want to work with you, they just want the information. Clients are obviously completely different. They they come sure. to you because well they come to me because they know me. Uh, most of my clients come from I've met them out somewhere. They thought I was awesome and they say, I want to work with you. But in general, it's the people that just fly by your Twitter or they'll go check out your website or they'll see in a video. You'll say something smart and then they come and say, oh, well, what should I do with my Twitter account? What should I do with my Facebook account? And I'm like, 
I don't even use my Facebook account right now. Okay. Um, I tell other people to do it, but I'm not even doing it. Sure. Um, do you have an issue with that where people, you know, constantly are looking for kind of that first step from you because you are so you you're one of the most well-connected unknown guys I know. Right. Yeah. Everybody on the if they're, you know, top level people, they all know you and you're really good friends with all the top minds in this space, which is freaking amazing to me. Yeah, I, I, I took a different niche. Um, Somebody was telling me the other day. uh First, to talk about the knowing people, somebody said, well, you don't even have that many followers. I'm like, yeah, but do you know the people that follow me have millions of followers? And I was like, you know, how people work from the bottom to the top. I've worked from the top to the bottom. Now it's time for me to go get the quote unquote followers, you know, the people that are just going to enjoy your content. I, I went for people that I could have as mentors, friends, alliances, and I went to the top as much as the top as possible in the space. And um, I'm lucky enough that people have given me time and found me interesting and, and given me that friendship. So, you know, people don't know who I am, but the people I want to know me know me. And uh, the biggest thing of what you're talking about to answer the first question is I don't get annoyed that people ask the questions. It's just that I'm a firm believer in social media is basic bullshit because of the way people talk about social media. Um, I have a friend and he does a show. He's been doing it for a year. Every day or every two days, you get a Facebook update about this show coming out. You know how many people watch that show? 12 people a week. I do a show. I have a Facebook fan page. I post a show after it's done. I get 30 people to 100 people on my show. And our numbers aren't that far off from each other. The difference is, is that people get annoyed by him spamming on Facebook. Sure. And so they tune out and they block him and they cut it off. I don't even do it. That's an untapped market for me. You know, if I, if every once in a while I got a good guest coming on, I pop it up there, boom, get some extra people. Sure. But I never hit them all the time, which is what a lot of people say. Schedule this and do that and do that. I mean, you, you can give people overload on your brand or product. So my whole mentality about things is being a real person. And that's what keeps me relevant with real people for clients. Clients always, how do you reach people? Well, first you have to think like a human being. And most brands don't do that anymore. So... <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm lucky to be in that position where I feel like I'm always not going to be annoying people with what I want to help people to get the brand across. I mean, if you're good, you're good. I mean, th that's the bottom line. That's why everybody had a problem with Old Spice. I, I don't want to smell like an old man. My grandfather used Old Spice. Um, it, it's yeah. I don't care how you, how cool you are. It, just change it to New Spice, change the scent, and maybe people will buy it. That's interesting. I, I mean, just so many different pieces of that that that. I learn, I learn a lot from our conversations. Always have, always will. Um, and, and so, I mean, you know, even I'm picking up some of the things that maybe I'm doing slightly wrong regarding, you know, even this show, which is very interesting to me. Um, so what I would love to kind of go all the way back to is, is kind of how did you and I first meet? Because I think th that we met once before we actually hung out. So yeah. I mean, you're the man with the photographic memory, though, so I've got to trust you in that a heck of a lot better than my own. The um, the, the funny thing about that is I don't know where I met you, but I know that I did. I know that I met you because once I heard your name, I recognized your name. I could remember you because wherever the first time we met, we never really talked. No. It was probably one of those. Hey, Owen. Yeah, hey. exactly. I think it was South. I think it was the Dignation it, show at South I, by I'm, Southwest 2009. I'm pretty sure that's where it was. I was actually going to say dignation but I, I that's the only place that it could have been because there's so much drinking and things going on yeah. 
at, at those events. <laughs> but um, th- that would have been one of the places where it was a meet and greet because you were um, friends with you, you are friends with Gary. Yep. And uh, I was hanging around with that crew at that event. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I, I remember shaking your hand because you were walking down the stairs at Stubbs with a backpack full of Gary's, you know, wristbands. Wristbands. That's, That's right. It, and so yep. I think that was the first time that it was like just a meet and greet. And then, I, yeah. I mean, what are the what are the moments when I knew that I was going to love hanging out with you and that you know what hey this is going to be a ton of fun was when you were here in Arizona uh, hanging out for uh, the podcast well, thank you podcast and you sat there and you, you ran the uh, three dollar two dollar photo bit on me and that was just like a, an amazing moment where I was like okay this guy is super smart he's hustling and he's able to get me to open up my wallet and give him two bucks that's freaking awesome. Oh yeah, because you're 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 a cheeky little happy monkey sometimes. So I can be. You know, I can be a little. Yeah, I can be a little yeah. chippy. You so. you're you're in a good mood, so I had to get you. <laughs> well, final question that I'll throw out here is: Who are you following on Twitter that you like seriously enjoy following that you you know want to find time to read their tweets? Um. This is the question Let's that stumps see. everybody. It's great. It's it's not even really a question because I'll give you the honest answer. The honest answer is I really don't read anybody's tweets unless they just randomly catch my eye. I don't ever seek out anyone to say, oh, I'm going to look at their tweets because okay. I remember too much stuff. So <laughs> um, let, let's let's go by the last couple people because you could say this thing is like, oh, like I, I mentioned Chris Brogan earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, um, here's a good kid. Uh, Travis Lopes, T-R-A-V-I-S-L-O-P-E-S. Travis actually does a lot of work for me on video production. Mm-hmm. 17-year-old kid, smart as a whip, very arrogant, and I wish to God I had a kid that was as smart as him. Um, it's rare to find someone that's just hardworking at that age and knows what they want to do. Like, if you and I knew what we wanted to do at 16 and 17, we'd probably be running the world right now instead of talking to each other. Um, <laughs> It's a lot um, of truth to that. It, it's, it's the truth. Like, I, I, this kid just freaks me out. I'm like, man, like, I tell him to do something. Like, oh, could you edit this? He's like, psh, 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 and then it's done. I'm like, you're only 17, dude. You're you're killing me. Like, you know, at least you got yourself together. Um, Shelly Kramer, S H E L L Y K R A M E R. She is an awesome human being. Very straightforward, lovely woman. Uh, three lunches. The number three lunches. She's awesome. She does like a. Uh, coaching over lunch which is something you and i could do sometime hang out swap some of this valuable information um and who else i'm going for the obscure here give me somebody who's completely off everyone else's radars but like the people who really give a shit about that person um oh man i I just jumped i jumped your train thought you you, you, know you know you know you should follow i love black women Okay, that's I awesome. I love black women. I mean, this guy, um, he's like an activist, writer, smart, creative. He's in the social space. He works with a lot of um, uh, black companies. <laughs> okay. But um, there's there's a whole different market and demographic. I, I was having this conversation with Chris Brogan. I said, well, who's the black guy on the internet? And Chris actually had an answer for me, but I figured I should become the black guy on the internet because – there is no black on the internet. Like when we talk about people, like even the people that I've sought out to be mentors, quote unquote, are all white males. There's no real women that are dominating the space. There, there are no real people of color that are dominating the space. I mean, we could run off the list: Brogan, um, Vanderchuk, yep. uh, Godin. Uh, I mean, you could just go, 
go down the list, Kyle Canis. I mean, they're all just white guys. So I'm trying Leo. to find more um, Leo. I'm trying to look for um <laughs> trying to look for some ladies, some Latinos, uh get get some uh, flavor and culture in my life. Because what you said is what got me when you said who should be on a radar that you don't know. I'm actually looking for those people right now. I'm trying to get out of the space because again everybody in our space seems to be saying the same thing and i know there's asian people on the internet i know sure. there's latin people on the internet i know there's a big large black community on twitter sure. and i'm trying to figure out who's tapping into those markets i mean we have um, our mutual see, friend right heather her who's been on the show right she's awesome yeah. in this space and really knows her stuff yeah yeah she she is an awesome beautiful woman she sent me a tweet today earlier and that made me a happy boy um, <laughs> she's, she's and she's very smart incredibly um, smart yeah, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to find some of these people so we can boost them up so everybody knows their name. So I'm we I'm want working it to be on like that cheers around here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, you know, it's it's this has been a ton of fun. If you find that person though, throw them out here as I'm closing out the show. I will I'll tell them to be your friend so that one day they too can have an interview that interrupts their Sunday night lineup on HBO. <laughs> I'll make sure that happens. Well, I, I will try and make that happen. I will follow through. I will especially schedule that exactly so that it's right at their time zones. Horrible, you know, spot for, you know, being involved on the HBO Sunday night lineup. I'm sure they'll enjoy it. Uh, well, Owen, it's always a pleasure to talk. I hope that, you know, at some point in the near future, you and I get to get in the same room again because I always learn so much, like I said. And uh, thank you for being on the show, dude. No problem, dude. Thanks for having me, and uh, we'll catch up soon, definitely. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for listening. It's a great day, and uh, go out there and have some fun. <laughs>